Hi, welcome back to Litcentric Radio, the podcast that's a literacy coach in your pocket. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Webb. Well, just in case you were wondering, my birthday is this month, and if you wanted to know what you could give me as a gift, as if you were asking that, (laughs) but anyways, what I would love to get for my birthday is a filled out survey form. Now, I know some people want diamonds and other people want, you know, European vacations, but I actually want feedback for my birthday, so go figure. (laughs) But I would truly appreciate it if um, each and every one of you listeners out there could log on to Litcentric.com and take the Litcentric radio survey. It's right there on the homepage. It's in the the big picture of Litcentric radio. There's a big button right there that says take the three-minute survey. I would truly appreciate the feedback. I really want to make the show the best it can be, and I can't do that without your input. Uh, because the show, I don't make the show for me, I make the show for you. So I would love to know uh, what works for you, what parts you'd like to see changed and improved, and it really does take just a couple of minutes. I think when I took the survey as a kind of as a sample, it took me about 60 seconds to take the survey. So those three minutes that I quote there uh, are definitely a little bit of an exaggeration, but <laughs> it really won't take you long, I promise. And and some of the feedback I've already received has been really helpful. So please let me know how I can improve the show. And I'd love to hear some of the books that you'd like to see featured here. I hope you'll take the survey. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at fictional narrative structure with the text, We Don't Eat Our Classmates. It's a number one New York Times bestselling book. I know many of you have this book and love it so much. I know a lot of people like to read this book at the very beginning of the school year, but really this is a great book to read anytime. And I love it because it's engaging and it's clever. And uh, Penelope, the main character who's a Tyrannosaurus Rex, Uh, She is very relatable because she experiences some kind of common childhood issues uh, that our kids can really relate to, but of course it's told with a twist, which makes it a lot of fun. What I like to use it for is identifying fictional narrative structure. It's a very straightforward kind of problem-solution situation in this text, which means it's great for mapping out what fictional narrative structure is supposed to look like, at least at the most basic level. So if you're looking for a text that uh, could help your students think through narrative structure to analyze it and to start to learn the components or the building blocks of narrative, this could be a great book to use for that. I like to actually help my students map out uh, what the narrative structure is in this text with the help of pictures as visual cues so we can make those concepts really concrete and we can support uh, the transference of this information into more independent writing activities. So if that's something that interests you, I hope you'll stick around and look forward to exploring these ideas with you today. Litcentric Radio is the gift that keeps on giving. Won't you recommend the show to one of your teacher pals? If we can grow our listening community, I can keep bringing Litcentric Radio to you for free. So please let your friends know about your favorite episode and like and share Litcentric Radio posts that you see on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks so much. All right, let's take a look at today's text. We don't eat our classmates. Penelope Rex was nervous. It's not every day a little T-Rex starts school. What are my classmates going to be like? Will they be nice? How many teeth will they have? This was very important. 
Penelope's mom bought her a new backpack with ponies on it. Ponies were Penelope's favorite because ponies are delicious. So, of course, kids get the biggest kick out of that book. And like I said, it's very relatable in the sense that, you know, she has a hard time making friends and, and following directions and resisting, you know, things she wants to do. And, you know, the twist, of course, is that she's eating people, which is pretty hilarious to kids. But as I mentioned before, I like this text because it's a very straightforward fictional narrative structure. So it's a good one for us to use to introduce this idea or to review this idea with um, really students of any age level. And today in this lesson, uh, we're going to actually use pictures as visual cues to help remind kids about the components and help them start to understand um, the sequence of those components and how they build a narrative structure. Now, if you purchase uh, the Let's Centric Radio Growing Bundle of Lessons on letscentric.com in the shop tab, uh, you'll actually get the pictures that go along with this lesson. So not only do you get the text-dependent questions and the writing tasks that all this is designed for, you're going to get a photograph of the actual bridge chart as well as these printable pictures for you to use uh, in your own lessons. And we're going to use these pictures in two different ways today. We're going to use them on our actual bridge chart and also as a tool for student writing. So here we start with creating our bridge chart where uh, we're going to map out the narrative structure with five different pictures. We've got a picture indicating the setting, a picture for the characters, a picture that indicates the problem that occurs, uh, another picture that cues students in on how the main character um, tries to solve the problem, so the attempts made or the events that occur because of that, and then finally, um, how the actual problem is resolved. And oftentimes, it's not just one simple resolution, as in this case, there are several things that occur that actually kind of tip the scales um, at the end of the story. So for the bridge chart, we're going to identify the setting, which in this case is home and school, and it's just during, you know, during the school day or beginning of the school year. Penelope is our main character, and we've also got her parents, her teacher, and her classmates. Now, the problem in this story, as we well know by now, is that Penelope won't stop eating her classmates, and of course, we know that's not allowed at school. And there's some things that uh, Penelope kind of tries to do throughout the story, um, to it kind of partly to rectify the problem, but also in response to this problem. So one of the things she tries to do is to make friends. Um, she also talks to her dad about her problem. And then she tries to make friends with the goldfish, right? Because the fact that she's eating her classmates has actually prompted a new problem in the fact that no one will play with her. So her response to all that is making friends and, and seeking advice and trying out things out with the goldfish that we know is not very successful. In the end, the events that occur that help to reach a resolution is that Walter the fish bites her, so we know she doesn't like that. That causes her to finally understand how her classmates felt, so the empathy piece comes in, and ultimately that leads her to stop eating them and to eventually make friends. So because this structure is pretty straightforward, it's not hard for kids to help you identify and literally map out from top to bottom using these picture cues um, to understand how the story works together. Now, I notice in a lot of lessons like this that I see online that I've seen in classrooms and even some that I've done myself before, when we map out stories like this, we often talk about, you know, what's the problem, what's the resolution, as though it's very straightforward and you can sum it up in one sentence. 
But often in our fictional narratives, things don't get resolved that quickly. The problem isn't necessarily one problem, or it's kind of a sometimes a combination of problems. Maybe there's one that's significant, and then there's kind of some residual problems because of that. That's actually more common in uh, narratives, as well as more common in life. And when we look to a resolution, oftentimes in that falling action kind of category, there's several kind of events that swirl around that ultimately lead us towards a resolution. So with the picture cues that I provide in um, the Centric Radio lesson, uh, the cues are set up to actually get students to focus on that and understand that there are several events that occur um, that kind of lead us to that final part of the story. So once we've mapped out this chart, and the great thing is once you have these pictures, you can map them out really with lots of different fictional narratives. What I like to do is give students their own mini version of the exact same picture cues that I'm using on the bridge chart. And uh, I use this for a couple of different reasons. One is I'm trying to build independence and have students um, understand the information that we've um, designated on the chart through the conversations that we had and the text evidence that we found um, and the actual language that we document on the chart. And the picture cues help to make a really strong connection there. Students can use their own little mini picture cues. It's almost like a little bookmark um, kind of style where they can use those to cue them in on how to structure their own fictional narrative, which is the writing task I'd like to do based on a lesson like this. And also students can use this to analyze other stories as well. So it could be a great literacy center to take uh, these little kind of bookmarks, use these picture cues, and come up with um, you know, identifying features of other narratives to help students understand the structure even further. Um, what you can also do is take these bookmarks and students can actually cut apart uh, each picture and literally glue it onto their page to show where that part of the narrative actually appears in their own fictional narrative. Or it can also be used as a checklist for students to make sure that they've gotten those different parts uh, in the story. And like I said, these same pictures can be used with lots of different types of fictional narratives. And I often use some similar ones actually with an addition of one more to um, help students understand the difference between fictional narrative and personal narrative, or recounts as, uh, as some people call them. So I hope you'll take a look at We Don't Eat Our Classmates a little bit differently. Not only is it a fun book to read and kids really enjoy it because it's clever and, and kind of funny, but uh, it's a great book to use to explore fictional narrative structure with your students. We'll see you next time. Have a great day at school.